You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. So, here you are. Too foreign for home. Too foreign for here. Never enough for both. Ijuoma Umebinyo. Diaspora Blues. What makes you smile and adds a spring to your step? What does it mean to belong? And how do we build a home away from home? Diaspora Blues is a show that contemplates what is and what could be. Join Busto and Bigwa every Monday at 2.30 on 3CR Community Radio. Produced, Produced by Yan. You're listening to Diaspora Blues on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am. Diaspora Blues is a 3CR program produced and presented on the sovereign lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Our show also airs on Tuesdays at 3.30pm on Radio Skidrow, a community radio station in Sydney. My name is Ayan Shirwa. If you're listening to us live, today is a special episode because it is our Radiothon. Another special reason why you should be supporting us is because we're chatting to Miriam Cosley. And Miriam Cosley is a journalist. She's also a content creator. And we'll hear more from this wonderful human being later in the show. But for those listening to this program live, um, there's a few things that you can do to donate. You can donate online, which is 3cr.org.au slash donate. Once you select the amount you want to donate, scroll all the way down to where it says, I would like my gift to support the following 3CR program. And then you just type out Diaspora Blues. So if you help us meet our target, which is $400, you're also helping 3CR meet their annual target, which is $250,000. So it's actually a win-win situation for everyone. Um, You can also call if you don't want to donate online. So you can call on 94198377. That's 94198377. You can also make a pledge. So a pledge is for folks who don't have the money right now but would love to pay at a later date. You can also do that. Luciano and Georgia Keats, supported by the Australian Queer Archive, present Queer Ways, retracing Melbourne's queer footprint. Queer Ways is a community art project that maps the queer history of Melbourne, combining our community's stories and voices, past and present, into a permanent, interactive record of being queer in Melbourne. Visit www.queerways.melbourne now to record your story in queer history and explore our city's untold history. Queer Ways, a 3CR supporter. You're listening to Diaspora Blues, a 3CR radio show that also airs on Radio Skid Row Tuesdays at 3.30pm. Today's a special episode. I'm a bit flustered because it's that special. It's our Radiothon. So another reason why you should help us meet our target, only if you have the money, of course, is because of people like Miriam Cosley. So Miriam is a journalist. She is a content creator. She's also the force behind the YouTube series, African Kings. 
What is African Kings? Great question. Stick around because Miriam gets into that and more. Welcome to Diaspora Blues, Miriam. Thank you for having me. It's so great to be chatting to you in cold Melbourne. I hope the weather's been okay. It has. It's windy, but good. We're alive, which is good. Okay, so let's talk about you before we talk about your series. So who is Miriam? What is she about? That's a great question. <laughs> Self-discovery is a never-ending journey. But I guess for the sake of this conversation, um, my name is Mariam. I'm based based in Melbourne. Uh, I work um, as a communications manager um, in the juvenile uh, detention space, youth juvenile detention space. Uh, before this role, I worked as a journalist for many years. And I guess that's where I got my knack, I guess, for storytelling or understanding who people are and kind of trying to illustrate that. I was uh, born in this country, but I identify as being of African descent and do lots of different things. So outside of work, I define myself as a self-appointed community member. Um, No one really asked me to do anything, but I'm just here to help while I can. So that in a nutshell is kind of the stuff that I do. That sounds fantastic. And I'm glad that you did mention you are interested in storytelling because I went to your YouTube page and I just loved your bio. I think it's great. So on YouTube, you describe yourself as a storyteller who believes in, and I quote, amplifying the perspectives of people who have, for whatever reason, been forgotten. Um, What is it about buried stories or stories that don't get the same love that interests you, Miriam? Yeah, I feel that there are lots of different stories uh, that are not being shared. I guess that's kind of what got me into journalism. I think I ha- I've always had a thirst in understanding and sharing things that people didn't understand, you know, or maybe didn't choose to understand. So I feel that storytell- storytelling, regardless of how you pursue the craft, allows you to explore, research, engage, and, and look and kind of hold a mirror up at yourself in some ways to try to share an aspect that might be obvious or not so obvious. And I think we have a duty as individuals, um, regardless of if you think that you're creative or not, to try to help someone share who they really are if I want to just simplify it, you know, um, to, to allow or help someone share a part of themselves that might be ignored. I think we all at our core want to be acknowledged and at our core as human beings, as a species more broadly, we want to feel like we belong. And as a part of that belonging, I feel comes our stories and our culture and our communities, which I think is most most acutely kind of seen in storytelling. And when I say storytelling, some people might say, oh, there's an article or a video, Um, but storytelling can be a piece of artwork, piece of music, it can be architecture. Um, Storytelling isn't necessarily, in my opinion, distilled to the conventional sense of storytelling that we might see of today. For me, storytelling can be anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the beauty of everyone having that responsibility to share their own story. Great. So your series, African Kings, tell us what this series is about in a nutshell. Sure. So I, uh, I've got two younger brothers. Um, and like I said, I'm of African descent and I work in a, and I work in a jail. And I guess if we're talking about black men, it's a space, um, even though I'm not, you know, a black man, it's a space that I'm familiar with, if that makes sense. It's a remit um, that's comfortable, that I feel comfortable in trying to understand. Um, And as a woman, I felt that there are gaps, like real gaps in kinds of, in in the types of conversations 
um, our uncles and our fathers and our grandfathers are kind of having with the younger men specifically. And I wanted to try to not only understand why that was, but to try to help fill that gap. And I came up with the uh, idea African Kings, which is a, a short mini series is an independent mini series, which I'm in the process of filming to come out quite soon. Um, so that I could have a resource for black communities to use to have this conversation about what it means to be a man. What does masculinity mean? What does strength mean? How do you define love? How do you define mental health? All the things I think are really missing because I think, you know, a family unit is integral um, in this idea of kind of development um, and growth and success within black communities. And I feel that it's not a new idea, this idea that maybe black fathers or black uncles are not so present. So I just wanted to try to help fill in that space. Um, so African Kings is essentially an eight to 10 part mini series. And it, it, it every episode features a different um, black man, quote unquote, or a different man of African descent as he explores different aspects of his life that he might share. So everything from business owners, creatives, sports players, you name it. So they all come on um, from different parts of African too, not just those from the continent, African-American, um, Afro-Brazilian, um, Afro-Caribbean, uh, uh, lots of different types of African men, lots of different parts of their lives, young men, older men, um, so that there's some kind of dialogue about what it means, like I said before, what it means to be a man. And I'm hoping essentially the purpose is not so that this is just content that's put on YouTube and there's nothing wrong with that, but I, it's primarily going to be used as what I call an educational material, a resource. I plan to compile all these episodes, which will go for about 10 minutes each, um, compile them and, and give them out to different Black communities mm -hmm. and especially um, schools that have predominantly or a large population of, of, of Black kids in it so that teachers can use it, use it as a resource because of what I'm realizing is, you know, as a minority statistically in this country, um, white um, or non-Black, let me just say non-Black educators don't have the resources. So this might be a potential resources for non-Black educators to speak or share kind of culture, um, and information to kind of like their black students. Sure. Okay. Um, I, you know, I love the way this sounds. I've watched the first episode, actually, the episode that was released. It's the one with, I think his name is Mushi. Yes. Yeah. yeah Mushi. So I really love that episode. And I found it interesting that you also included his mother and his sister. Why, why were they both included in that story? Yeah, so I thought to make it a bit different, instead of me just interviewing um, the African king or the, the, the subject, I guess, in this instance, I wanted them to sit alongside their influences. So every episode, um, so the first episode, Mushi, he's, he's a South African real estate agent and he sits alongside his, his sister who wants to be a journalist and his mother who was, um, who was a lawyer that escaped South Africa during the apartheid. So she was a, a political escapee, essentially. And they've got an amazing story. So um, they all discuss this idea of masculinity and family and culture together. I don't want it to be uh, like men kind of speaking to the camera about their experiences because no one kind of operates in isolation. You know, you got to acknowledge the influences that make up an individual. So every, every person that features in this episode will have alongside them either their friends, uh, their cousins, uh, brothers, etc., so they can help guide them through this conversation. So once the men are selected, how do you ease their anxiety? Like, how do you get them to like relax and to kind of also 
have confidence that this will not be, I guess this experience won't be exploitative? Like what's your process for putting them at ease? Yeah, well, I, I kind of, you know, I speak to them. We have a few conversations on the phone before. I send them, like, I, I, I think it's really important that every participant um, understands the, the purpose. Once you understand what the purpose is, A, that it's educational and it's about kind of passing it on to the next generation and being transparent, um, the more, like, the participants understand. And when I talk to, to Black men about this idea of gaps of knowledge, especially in terms of their rites of passage, dare I say, um, today, um, all of them understood that there was a need uh, for conversations like this to happen. Um, so that's why they really participated. I think, you know, the conversations go for quite long. On average, I'm I'm recording or my me and my team are recording for about an hour, an hour and a half. And then I've got to and then I've got to um, squeeze it all the way down to 10 minutes. Um, but the, the, the complete conversation and the complete discussion that we have um, will also be posted for those that are interested. But I think because the participants all believe that it's necessary believe that there is a perp like there is a need and that, that there is a space for this um they're willing to be kind of transparent and open you know so, so there's some people that i've approached that have said you know like i don't feel um that i'm the right person to have this this discussion or i don't think i know these answers myself and that's a very honest response to their participation in this because the conversations are do require you to be quite vulnerable you know and to be quite reflective and and to be quite honest so i've tried to pick people that i feel have that personality type and will be willing to share parts of themselves that others might not Isn't she so lovely? Oh my goodness. That is Miriam Cosley. We'll hear more from Miriam later. Well, real soon actually. But before we do that, I just want to read a text message from one of our listeners. <laughs> so this is very exciting. It's never happened. So as you can tell, I don't know what to do with myself. Okay, so the person texted Hi, I'm a longtime listener of Diaspora Blues, loving the Radiothon show, or oh, you're too kind. I just donated $50. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, listener. Um, yeah, that is so kind of you. And remember, everything that you donate, yes, it helps us meet our target, but it goes towards 3CR. And it goes towards paying for things like our light bill, our Wi-Fi, the chairs that you can hear squeaking. So all that money goes towards helping radical voices stay on air. A proud black man, proud black man, you should not wonder. Strong spirit, First Nations issues, families, people and stories from a First Nations perspective. Presented by Dari Manmoro. Starts Monday, June 21st at 1pm on 3CR. Proud black man, proud black man, you should not wonder. So before we return to our chat with Miriam Cosley, I just want to give a huge thanks to a couple of people. So I want to say a big love and thank you so much to Jay, Jay donated $30. Juliet Fox, oh my goodness. Oh, there's so much I can say about Juliet Fox. She's incredible. Thank you so much. So she donated $20. 
Daniel Luman Lumanta. I'm just going to call you Daniel. I'm so sorry. I'm so bad with butchering names. Um, you donated $15. And uh, another person, well, no, not another person. It was actually me. <laughs> so I donated <laughs> I donated $30 to us because why the hell not? Anyways, so we now return back to our interview with Miriam Cosley. And in this next half, she gets into the um, process for creating the show. And I also asked her, Sis, why are you not focusing on the sisters? Why African kings? And, you know, her answer is fantastic and important and something I hadn't considered. So let's go back to Miriam. This is a question that I was kind of hesitant to ask, but what the heck, I'm going to go and do it. You've sort of said why you chose black men, but why not black women or black girls? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, a lot of people ask me like, so is there going to be like an African Queens? Like, you know, and I'm like, wow, great question. And the answer is no. And I only say that because um, I guess there's, I'll answer your question in a few different ways. I guess I'll start off by saying no, I didn't ever think um, of having women in front of the screen and I'll tell you why. And it's because I believe that African Kings as a video, like if you take a few steps back and say, okay, it's an educational offering, which is a discussion among black men that's not something that usually happens right um it usually happens among women women and then more more specifically black women do a good job in kind of supporting each other and and articulating how they feel in some instances right whereas black men in my opinion don't do such a good job in it so that's why I decided to push him in front of a camera and get him to start speaking Um, but in terms of African women I have something planned Um, that I really want to tackle this towards the end of this year once these episodes come out to speak on something about black women that I believe we need addressing if that makes sense so I'm 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 tackling I'm tackling my projects based on on where and how I think the groups need it and for black men I just thought these the this these videos would be really good but for black women I do want to do something to target um, what I believe they need help in and and for me it's brainstorming these things of um, black beauty um, mm. things like motherhood things like uh, sexuality these these are all things I think black women we we as black women need to speak more about but mm. in putting it in front of a camera I don't know if I'm if you if I'm really making sense when I say this but putting black women in front of a camera to speak about these things is not challenging for them it's not challenging for us therefore I'm going to find another way to try to address to to try to address this right right interesting okay well thank you for being so honest and also letting us in on this little scoop I hope it's a scoop because I'm very excited for the for um this series I don't know if you if you're going to call it African Queens but that series for the sisters I'm so happy that you haven't forgotten about us and that there is a project in the works if not physically then at least in your mind um okay Another question that I wanted to ask you, and I promise this is the final question that might come across as mm, very questionable, but, <laughs> but Mushi is fantastic, you know, but Mushi, um, so that's one of the people that you did interview. I hope I'm getting his name right, but yeah. his story was fascinating, but he even also said that he comes from a life of privilege. Um, I haven't seen the other episodes, but do you plan on, I guess, showing the facet of black men. Uh, and, and by that, I mean, those who aren't in 
that kind of professional world, just regular folks. Is that something that you also plan to include when you're telling the stories of African kings? Absolutely. There's going to be a range of different um, backgrounds. And I guess what you're trying to talk about is essentially socioeconomic classes to try to, uh, to, try to illustrate um, different types of black men when you like when when I hear the word privilege you know I think I'm privileged when I when I when I see when I hear the word privilege I think a lot of us in this country are privileged and the way to the way that we define it is incorrect you know but if you're talking about different classes because every group every and I'm not talking about necessarily uh, an ethnic group but ev- but every group has this idea of like people at the top and people at the bottom and we and we have that because we live in a capitalistic society in which we have people that benefit for those that are for, for, from those at the bottom that are working and for a lot of the community work I don't think it's a challenging I don't think it's um you know it's an awkward question at all I think it's a really good question I think um, this idea of class in every community definitely needs to be challenged. And I'm one that likes to lean towards what I call the struggling black people that are struggling is, is, is the class that I'm more interested in because for me, they're the majority. And that's not me to say every, like most black people are struggling. All I'm saying is more black people need support. So for me, I like to lean my community work towards struggling black people. Those that what I call are in survival mode, but for the people that are participating, there'll be different types of black men. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, no, and I also see the pressure, and I'm not saying this is your case, but sometimes I do see the pressure on us to represent one type of story, and that is the story of success, because unless we're successful, we're not relevant, we're not important, we're not worth, um, I guess, supporting so I, I get that we want to put our best foot forward, um, but I'm so glad that you said this isn't the case with African kings. It's showing all so- sorts of kings and Mushi just happens to be one, as you said, who, um, as he said, sorry, is privileged. But I, I like the idea of you discussing privilege from a position of its relative. Being able to read is a privilege. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So privilege comes in all sizes and 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 so on I hate to get all wishy-washy but yeah it really does boil down to that okay so your series is also you're planning to also launch um not launch but I guess uh show this series at schools with a large African population what would you like students to take away from this project so when they sit down and turn on this show what do you want the students to leave feeling well here's the thing sometimes it's like you know when you go into a gallery um and I love going to the gallery and looking at art because there isn't there isn't necessarily an outcome that's needed when you when you take something in that really impacts you if that makes sense I'm not really asking anyone to take away anything but to understand that they have a I guess they have a space to be anything that they want to be I don't want it to be a takeaway but more of a reminder if that makes sense because like I said these kinds of conversations in my opinion the conversations that these men have on on these episodes are just not shared publicly or transparently or regularly so if there's a 10 14 15 18 year old um young boy of African descent watching these episodes I just want him I just want him to know that his blackness those boundaries of his blackness are not 
is not a small square or is not exported from Hollywood or is not the front page of the Herald Sun that 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 vilifies him as a black man. He can be anything that he wants to be. And I hope that these voices act as a reminder that he can be any of these people because what every participant does is they are transparent and open about the things that they wish they could have changed or the wish or things that they wish they learned or or, or things that they wish they kind of did better. And I hope that just the conversations and the discussions that they have can help trigger again a reminder that they can be anything. And that was Miriam Cosley. Miriam Cosley is a journalist and content creator. You can learn more about the African King series as well as other upcoming goodies from Miriam by visiting her Instagram page at Miriam Cosley, spelt. M-A-R-I-A-M-K-O-S-L-A-Y. That's one word. You can also watch the first episode of African Kings on YouTube by searching Miriam Cosley. Once again, spell M-A-R-I-A-M-K-O-S-L-A-Y. Um, before we bounce, I just want to read out some more donations. First of all, you folks are too kind. You did not need to do this at all but i will take your coins and i will take your notes because we're begging for money okay so i read my girl my homie she's also the reason i started 3cr and is the reason so many of us have gotten into radio i know she would hate to hear me say something like that but whatever so i read thank you for donating 100 dollars First of all, I did not know you had money like that, but thank you. Um, also, Mika, uh, who donated 50. And now, my sister, I love when family comes through, $20. My other sister, Amina, who I gave a birthday shout out to last week, she donated 50 That's what it's about. You need to rope in everybody, family, friends, strangers, people that work at the station. Also, Teresa, who donated $10. Thank you to so much. Well, thank you so much. Thank you to everyone who donated. We really appreciate it. All that money helps us meet our target, but also goes towards 3CR. So that's it from us. If you liked our conversation with Miriam Cosley, visit her on Instagram at M-A-R-I-A-M Cosley, K-O-S-L-A-Y. One word, you can listen back to this episode and all of our previous episodes via our 3CR page at 3cr.org.au slash diaspora blues. Yeah, time's up, motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, it's our return, black excellence Don't sit next to us Lay down like script the job bless Got invest in this black face industry Line don't invest in me Only want the money off our backs like history In the industry, I'm not a slave On the record that rose brave Call it blessings, a cute angle Out the rat race I keep from going under time Think of a 
families holding the spears. Exception is equity used to buy your melody. All I hear. Ice in the industry, kill dream of a dreamer. Ice in the industry, kill dream of a dreamer. Ice in the industry, kill dream of a dreamer. Ice in the industry, scheme and it's a killer. Ice in the industry, kill dream of a dreamer. Ice in the industry, kill dream of a dreamer. Ice in the industry, scheme and it's a killer. Is a master plan to break one the scheme. You're the schemer. Times up, black republic. Why all my work republic? How many times I inspired your rhymes and you would dub it? We the inspiration, we the motivation. Take ideas, then you be shelling. Evaluation, the hourglass, I'm a crack at the fat of the cream, the black of the talent. I'm taking matters in hand. I rather challenge the industry, gonna be nitty, putting my feminists and me searching for their diversity. Now. All I see is a bunch of mechanical breakdown. Do it till the planet to break down. On a mission to free ourselves, verbally medicated, put on a shelf with no for sale. Neither asking for help, and I ain't asking for help. Not asking for help, we know for sale. Not asking for help, not acting get your own rage. We just searching for some. Go fuck yourself, fuck, fuck the game, fuck, fuck the blame, fuck the audience, fuck the dance, fuck the list, fuck the RBRs. seen the industry kill dream of a dreamer cause I've seen the industry kill dreams in a dreamer and now I've seen the industry kill dreams of a dreamer and now I've seen the industry scheme and it's a killer and now I've seen the industry kill dream of a dreamer and now I've seen the industry kill dreams of a dreamer and now I've seen the industry scheme and it's a killer it's a master plan to break us on the scheme they're the schemers You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.